Hi, my name is Adam Bergman and I'm a tax partner with the IRA Financial Group. Today I'm going to discuss using a Roth after-tax solo 401k to buy real estate. This is the newest segment in the podcast series of using retirement money via self-directed IRA or a solo 401k to make traditional as well as alternative asset investments like real estate. It's a very interesting area and an area that I think will offer some or highlight to a lot of people some really exciting tax planning opportunities, especially in the Roth and real estate world. Before I get started, I really want to focus for a few minutes on what a Roth is, a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k. That's really the crux of the tax planning strategy. Let's go back to 1996. Senator Roth set the rules for the Roth IRA or the after-tax IRA, same principle as the Roth 401k. It is essentially making an after-tax contribution. So it's a contribution you don't get an immediate tax deduction for on your income tax return, whether it comes out of your salary in a 401k or you make contributions to an IRA, but it is an after-tax contribution. So the downside is you lose the tax deduction going in. The upside is once you've held that Roth IRA or Roth 401k for five years, and that starts the day you made the contribution, and you're able to wait until you're 59 and a half, so you need five years plus being over 59 and a half, you have what's called a qualified distribution, and then you can take your money out of the Roth IRA or Roth 401k tax-free. That means the contributions and all the appreciation. So, for example, if you started with $5,000 when you're 30 and you invested it wisely and when you're 65, you that $5,000 is now worth $1 million. All $1 million can be taken out without tax. It's a huge tax planning opportunity in light of higher tax rates. Uh, we certainly expect to see in the next 10 to 15 years, uh, coupled with the ability to make traditional and alternative assets like real estate, uh, it makes for the Roth solo 401k a really exciting tax planning opportunity for a lot of people. So let, let's get into um, using a solo 401k to make Roth, uh, uh, with a Roth component to make real estate investments. So I did spend a lot of time and uh, several podcasts talking about the solo 401k but just briefly, a solo 401k is a, essentially a 401k retirement plan for someone who's self-employed. So someone who is either a sole proprietorship, corporation, LLC, partnership, S-corp, C-corp. As long as that person is self-employed, meaning they have no full-time employees over 1,000 hours other than a spouse or a co-owner. So you can have partners or you can have a spouse in the business. They don't count as employees even though they're full-time. So long as you have no full-time employees over 1,000 hours that are non-owner, non-spouse, and you actually have a business you're running, you can set up what's called a solo 401k. This is even true even if you have a full-time job and just do some side business on the side, whether it's like consulting or internet site or anything that's self generating self-employment income, you have the ability to adopt a solo 401k. And by using self-directed solo 401k documents, you can do real estate investments so long as the plan allows for it. Now, of course, not every plan allows you to buy real estate. If you go to E-Trade, for example, or Bank of America and say, I want to set up a 401k for my business, and even if it's a solo 401k for a self-employment business, they will provide you documents, most likely, uh, probably free of charge. However, you're going to be stuck buying their investments. Um, there's no reason they would allow you to uh, use their uh, 
documents in their account to take the money out of their institution to buy real estate, you know, in which case they don't make any money. So it really doesn't make a lot of sense for them. So the, the major advantage of a 401k is, of course, high contributions. In 2015, if you're under 50 years old, one can defer up to 53000 If you are over 50 years old, you can defer up to 59000 It's a $6,000 catch-up now. That's gone up from fifty two to 53000 from 2014 if you're under 50, and 57500 to 59000 if you're over 50. So really high contributions, one of the main reasons people do 401ks. Now, the employee deferral contribution could be in pre-tax or Roth or after tax. In 2015, if you're under 50 years old, you could put away $18,000. Or if you're over 50 years old, that's $26,000. So 18 or, t- or 24, excuse me, it's a $6,000 catch-up. So 18000 if you're under 50, 24000 if you're over 50. Now, it's a huge chunk of money that could be in pre-tax or Roth. Then there's the profit share or the employer contributions that allow you to do 25% of your compensation. It's actually 20% if you're self-employed through a sole proprietorship or single-member LLC. And if you aggregate that with 18000 or 24000 from the employee deferral, you can get your uh, max contribution up to 53000 if you're under 50 or 59000 if you're over 50. So if someone made $100,000 through a C corporation they can def- and under, they're under 50 years old, they can defer 18000 plus 25% of 100000 giving them 43000 for the year. If they're over 50, they can do 24000 as an employee deferral plus 25% of their compensation, giving them 49000 for the year. The employee deferral, that eighteen or 24000 for 2015, could be in pre-tax or Roth. The employer profit-sharing contribution has to be in pre-tax, but now you're able to do an immediate conversion to Roth just pay tax on the amount you're converting, allowing you to put the full amount of that 53000 or 59000 in uh, Roth funds. So, again, the 401k can be in pre-tax or Roth, employee deferral, pre-tax or Roth, profit sharing, pre-tax, but you can do an immediate conversion of Roth. The whole idea of the Roth is tax-free investing. Unlike a pre-tax IRA or pre-tax 401k, which gives you tax deferral, Tax deferral means eventually you're going to have to pay tax when you're over 59 and a half uh, or certainly when you're 70 years old and have to take requirement and distributions, you have to pay tax on a portion of that money. So the tax, the pre-tax 401k or IRA gives you tax deferral, meaning it delays the date you have to pay the tax, but it doesn't eliminate the date. The Roth certainly eliminates it because you're not getting that tax deduction up front. So the IRS is now allowing you to um, to get tax-free growth so long as you keep the account open five years and are over 59 and a half. So I'll give you a ex- couple examples that show the power of tax-free investing. If you assume uh, someone who's self-employed and puts $3,000 into a Roth 401k at age 20 years old and is able to get 9.88% uh, rate of return from 20 to 65, and that 9.88% rate of return has been the average in, in stocks from 1926 to 2011, that $3,000 will turn into $2.5 million. I'm going to repeat that. That $3,000 a year will turn into $2.5 million if you start at age 20. Now, the key, of course, is starting young and putting in as much as you can. The earlier you start, the more growth you're going to have because the more chance the money gets to grow tax-free. Let's take another example of someone who's 30 years old and puts in $8,000 a year. Okay, If they continue making that $8,000 contribution until they're 70, 
40-year span and just get 8% rate of return over that 40 years, they'll have about $2.238 million. So that $8,000 a year for 40 years will turn into $2.2 million tax-free. I mean, that, that's an incredible tax planning opportunity, opportunity a lot of people just don't grasp. Just a little bit of money each month. If you can put in $500 a month, $400 a month, and start it young and get 7 8 9% rate of return, you can have a few million dollars when you retire tax-free. And, and when we're mentioning that rate of return, a lot of people find it easier to do that in something they understand. And that uh, brings us into the area of real estate. Real estate's an area that's an approved investment class um, since basically retirement accounts have been created in the early 70s. A lot of people don't realize that or know that because the traditional investment houses don't tell you. Why would they? They don't make money when you buy real estate. They make money when you buy mutual funds or ETFs or stocks. So, of course, that's, that's something that is now gaining popularity because of the uh, growth of uh, self-directed retirement vehicles. So using your retirement money to buy real estate gives you some diversification, the ability to invest in what you know, the ability to buy hard assets, and for some people, the ability to generate some, some really great returns. This is especially important in light of 2008 when a lot of people had their retirement money wholly invested in, in stocks and mutual funds, and they were certainly overexposed to, to the, uh, the financial crisis. So that's, that's one area um, and one reason a lot of people have turned to real estate. Also, 401k does have a loan feature. So uh, the loan can be come off pre-tax or 401k, Roth 401k funds. You can borrow $50,000 or 50% of your account value, whatever is less. You can use that loan for any purpose. Loan has to be paid back over five years. At least prime interest rate, which is currently 3.25% as of January 2015. But another great option for the 401k, in addition to high contributions and the ability to buy real estate. The Roth feature of the 401k uh, adds another dynamic because not only are you deferring the income from your real estate investments, but you're actually sheltering it totally from tax. So a lot of people argue and a lot of tax lawyers say that the Roth 401k is really the best legal tax shelter out there. If you can get yourself into the proper investment vehicles, whether it's real estate or stocks, where you can get 8 9% rate of return each year, you can live off that tax-free without ever paying tax on that. So even if, if your two $300,000 Roth 401k is able to give you $20,000, $25,000 a year, that's $25,000 tax-free that you're just living off basically the, the interest or the, the appreciation. You're not even touching the, the principal. The Roth 401k could be passed on to a spouse or to children upon your death. Again, they don't have to pay tax on any of the Roth funds. The children would have to take some of it and turn it from a Roth to a personal account over some years, but they never have to pay tax on it. So it's actually a really good estate planning tool as well. But an area I want to just touch on now briefly, and I'll probably expand on this at a later time in another podcast, is the ability to use leverage with a Roth 401k. If you used an IRA, for example, and you wanted to buy real estate, first of all, you'd have to use a non-recourse loan. And that's just a general rule for any retirement accounts. When you're using leverage, leverage means borrowing money, essentially. You have to do it on a non-recourse basis. That's because under Internal Revenue Code Section 4975, if you personally guaranteed obligation of your IRA or 401k, that would create a 
prohibited transaction, which would subject your IRA to tax, forfeiture, 401k, tax penalty, and in the case of an IRA, penalty for under 59 and a half, super penalty uh, across the board for doing a prohibitive transaction, up to 100%. Um, so you got to be a non-recourse loan. Now, number one, getting a non-recourse loan isn't always the easiest thing. Um, if you're able to acquire one, you got to generally put down 40 45% minimum down equity. In the case of an IRA, you have to pay what's called unrelated business taxable income, UBTI, UBIT. This is triggered by what's called unrelated debt finance income. All this is found in the Internal Revenue Code in 512, 513, 514. But what's happening really is the IRA is being penalized for using leverage. So the IRS is saying, okay, Mr. IRA, if you're using leverage, uh, we feel like you're acting more like a business than a retirement account. Hence, we're going to tax you on the leverage portion of your asset. So if you put $50,000 in, in 401k funds or IRA funds and you borrowed $50,000 on a non-recourse basis from a bank, a friend, you have a 50-50 debt equity in our example. If your property generated $1,000 of net, net income, $500 of that, so equal to the debt to equity ratio, 50-50, $500, be subject to this UBTI tax, which go all the way up to 35%. So you're really eliminating a lot of the benefits of using retirement money to buy real estate because you're paying tax on that income, losing a lot of the tax deferral, or in the case of a Roth IRA, tax-free growth. Now, in the 401k world, they uh, the 401k lobbyists were able to secure a really good exception for themselves Arguably, it seems like the IRS, Department of Labor, wanted to give 401k trustees, I think, a little bit more investment uh, opportunities. Um, so that's what some people, at least a lot of lawyers, think was the reason behind this exception. But in 514, there's an exception for 401k plans using non-recourse leverage. So again, a loan that you don't personally guarantee. It's the difference between a non-recourse loan and a recourse loan, which you guarantee, like a traditional mortgage. So if a 401k or a Roth 401k used money, Roth funds or pre-tax 401k funds and got a non-recourse loan, there would be no UBTI tax on that leverage portion. So based off that example, that 50-50 debt to equity, if $50,000 was a 401k, $50,000 was a non-recourse loan, that $100,000 was used to buy real estate, that was real estate acquisition indebtedness. If you use an IRA, you're going to be hit with a UBTI tax up to 35%. If you're in the 401k world, exempt from this UBTI tax. Saves you a huge amount of money. Gives a lot of people the ability to leverage up their 401k, assuming they can get a non-recourse loan and are willing to, to pay the extra points associated with it. Generally, it's a little more expensive than traditional mortgage because the lender is taking on a little bit more uh, liability um, risk. Um it's a great way to supercharge your uh, 401k because you can generate some really high growth rates because you're leveraging up your assets without paying tax on the leverage portion. So the Roth 401k offers a slew of really exciting investment opportunities from tax-free growth to using the non-recourse loan as leverage, supercharging your returns. Plus, you get the loan feature, the high contributions to really sock away a lot of money. You don't get that immediate tax deduction, but... Remember our example, if you can put away just 8000 a year for 40 years and get 8% return, you're going to have $2.3 million when you retire. And that's 
you know, that's for someone who's just able to put away 8000 Imagine if you're able to put away $15,000 a year. You can have a serious rate of return and allow yourself to really grow your retirement accounts in tax-free Roth funds and, and, and leave a legacy for yourself to your, to your spouse and children uh, who, who don't have to pay tax on that money. So it's a, it's a really great tax planning opportunity, investment opportunity, arguably the best tax shelter out there, uh, legal, of course, uh, and something a lot of people, if you're self-employed and have an interest in real estate, or even if you don't have an interest in real estate, but have an interest in growing your retirement money tax-free, whether you're doing stocks, mutual funds, real estate, the raw solo 401k could be an answer for you. Please uh, consider it. It's, uh, there's a lot of information on, on www.irafinancialgroup.com. Uh, I'm Adam Bergman. I'm a tax partner with the IRA Financial Group. I can be reached at 800-472-0646, extension 12, 800-472-646, extension 12, or Adam, B-A-D-A-M-B, as in boy, Adam, B at irafinancialgroup.com, Adam, B at irafinancialgroup.com. Please, if you have any questions, comments, uh, if you have uh, topics that you want to hear in a uh, future podcast, please let me know. Um, I really enjoyed spending the last 15 or so minutes with all of you. Um, I think it's a really important topic. It's a topic that uh, a lot of people don't know about, but the people who do know about uh, really uh, are excited about it. And it it's, could mean the difference between uh, retiring with a lot of money tax-free up to a few million dollars if you do it right versus not. So it's something that if you start early, it can really benefit you and your family for the rest of your life. It's not a huge burden. It just mean a couple hundred bucks a month and frees you up to do real estate or other investments, offers diversification, and of course, the ability to live off your retirement money without ever paying tax when you're over 60 years old. Adam Bergman, IRA Financial Group, um, thanks, and uh, we'll talk to everyone soon on the next podcast. Thank you.